party people. Welcome once again to the Party of One podcast, the actual play RPG podcast where the gaming table is always set for two. I'm your host as always, Jeff Stormer. This week on the show, I am joined by JV Hampton Van Zant for a game of What's So Tough About Crime Fighting by Mark Strox. What's So Tough About Crime Fighting is a quick-to-play RPG designed to replicate stories about low-power, street-level superheroes in the vein of the Bat Family and the Defenders. In it, you'll create a city, the masked vigilantes that defend that city, and you'll find out the threats that those vigilantes have to overcome. Like I said, it is lightweight, it is easy to play, and honestly, we had a great time with it. It is super fun, and I cannot wait for you to hear the game. You can find out more information about what's so tough about crime fighting at mstrox.itch.io, or you can check the show notes for more information. JV is the host of JV Reads the Tea, a podcast where every episode they give a custom tarot reading to their guest. Uh, I was a guest on JV Reads the Tea. It was a lovely experience. It's a lovely uh, interview chat podcast. I was uh, such a fan. I was excited to do it because it's a show that I also just enjoy listening to. She is also a cast member on Losers, A Love Story, which is a production by the folks behind A Horror Borealis. It is a fan fiction actual play retelling of It by Stephen King using the game Back to Dairy by friend of the show Christine Previs. It is uh, Losers, A Love Story is some of the best actual play being produced right now. I think it is uh, a feat. I think it is astounding. It is incredibly good. I cannot tell you enough good things about losers a love story i genuinely think you should go into the show notes you should listen to it i think it is incredible i'm giving it the highest praise that i can give it and lastly one more thing i want to talk about that jv does because i think it is incredible is birds of prey outcry they are the writer director co-producer sound designer and a cast member on birds of prey outcry which is a fan-made microfiction audio drama sequel to birds of prey it is incredibly good the entire uh series is out now you can listen to it uh i was a small part in it i think it is a wonderful wonderful story i think it is great i think you are going to love it you can find more links to all of the things that i just talked about in the show notes Real quick, one quick thing before we dive in, a special shout out to Jack Blair and Ben Wallace, our newest backers on Patreon. I really, really appreciate your support of the show. Patreon backers get early access to new episodes. They get access to game texts that I write before they go out to the public. Uh, It is a pretty great deal. You can find more information at patreon.com slash jeffstormer. And with that, I think that's all we do here. So uh, let's go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, this week, I am so, so excited to be sitting down with JV Hampton Van Sant. JV, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thanks for having me on. This is super exciting. I Crazy could not fun. be more excited. Honestly, like it, you reached out and you were like, we should do each other's podcasts. And I was like, OK, good, because I've been waiting to ask that exact question for weeks. Aww. So I'm glad that we're here doing this today. I could not be more excited. Yay. Oh, very, very, very exciting. So speaking of other podcasts, why don't you take a moment to let the lovely listeners at home know about anything you've got going on that you might want them to know about? Okay, so there are several. There are several shows. That is a a mood (laughs) if ever I've heard one. So show number one is, um, I think, the most, well, I'll save the one for the most directly relevant to, like, what we're about to do for the end. Um, But the first one is JV Reads the Tea. Um, as we record this, your episode went up today, which I love a lot. So I would be very happy when I saw that. Yeah, so that episode came out today. Super cool. Um, on that show, I read people's tarot cards, and we have a conversation about them. Um, and I always find that to be a very fun and informative time. Which is always One of great. my favorite recordings I've done in ages. Yay! Um, <laughs> that makes me very happy to hear. 
Um, I am also a uh, part of a horror borealis and that general, like, <laughs> I almost said channel, which isn't right, but I'll call it a channel of things because there's a lot of different things that come through it. Um, uh, mainly on a horror borealis 76 and losers of love story. Those are the two ones that I sort of am a part of the most, but I would say the thing that is most directly relevant to what we're going to do today. Uh, that seems like a fair descriptor. <laughs> that seems like a, that it, it's, it's almost as if I picked this intentionally. <laughs> almost, right? Like just, just almost. Um, a little bit. It's, uh, the audio drama podcast that I uh, wrote and directed and also star in and edited and did basically a lot of it for, and yet it is still co-produced by another human. So there is that. Um, called um, Birds of Prey Outcry, which is a sequel to Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of one Harley Quinn. It is... Uh, so I, 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 I get to talk about this because it's fun and I, I'm excited about it. I was a cast member on it. I played a small role, but I played a role that like I enjoyed playing a whole lot. Um, yes. uh. Like it, And so I read the scripts and I've listened to the episodes and it is... It's real good is the thing. Like oh, thank you. <laughs> like this is where I get to put this is where I get to put my guest on the spot and say like it real good though is the thing. Like it's yeah. it's I honestly I don't even know what to say other than it's real good. Like it's I it's one of those things that it's so good that I I have lost the ability to specifically call <laughs> things out about it. it. There was a little moment in time where I had briefly quit audio fiction and it took finding a topic that actually meant something to me um, for me to decide to continue writing again. And this the this story sort of popped out of my head a little bit like um like <laughs> a little bit like Athena, like just fully formed. <laughs> just the whole the whole idea was just there. Um and uh, the setting of it being, you know, Gotham City made sense um to me and just uh, there was also i think a story that i never read but that was similar that was in the comics that like <laughs> the sort of central um premise being there is um a series of uh of protests that are taking place in Gotham City that are mm -hmm. well timed and very much needed to happen that happened in the comics at one point. I think it was in 2016. Um, but I never read that one, and I didn't realize that that had happened until after I wrote oh, it's, this whole I mean, thing. So I mean, that. what um, hasn't what hasn't happened at this point at some point in the 80-year run of Batman comics? Precisely. Plus, it was also like one issue when yeah. it's, in theory, a topic that I personally would think needs at least, like, a whole series. So I wrote a whole series, and that's the and that's what's uh, what's going on the internet now. All the episodes are microfiction, which um, makes it a lot more digestible for people. Um, mm -hmm. But if but if people are um, so inclined to want to just wait and binge listen to the entire thing, there's going to be an edit released at the very end with just the full show, but the whole thing, just a massive audio file that that's is very exciting every episode yeah which i'm very i'm very excited about people getting to hear that version of it with without like the without the intro in between each one and the credits basically 
That's 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 I that's that's releasing that at the end is so cool because you get the experience of like it's the week to week versus the trade. It is like I've heard like I followed each chapter of this and now I get to like piece through the whole thing. Like that's that's very good. I'm yeah. excited. I'm very that excited. I, that idea came from my co-producer um, and co-creator of the show, uh, A.R. Olivieri, who does that for all of their microfictions. And truly, <laughs> I I was I was nervous about doing microfiction because I can be long-winded, like real long-winded. Um, so it was it, the concept of doing something that was really very short was nerve-wracking. Um, but AR does it all the time, so they're able to tell me it. Just, just go for it, give it a shot, and I did, and this is it. And with something that is so short, like, the fact that you can edit them all together so that they're like, so that they're all just, so they all just sort of fit together, all all nice and neat like that, is real fun. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of speaking of Birds of Prey, speaking of a little town called Gotham City, uh, this <laughs> week we are playing a game called What's So Tough About Crime Fighting, which is designed to tell stories about superheroes, uh, about low level, uh, like neighborhood borough level superheroes defending their town. Uh, the game quotes as inspiration, most specifically stories in the vein of the Bat Family. Uh, and we talked a little bit off mic and we said, uh, if that's if that's the bitch of the game and also Birds of Prey Outcry is a thing, we should just be doing this in Gotham City. Like there's there's no reason for us not to do that. So that's the story that we're going to tell here today. And I could not be more excited. Oh, yes, I am very, very, very excited about this. Oh, so very, so very excited. I'm extremely excited. Um, so what's going to happen is the game that we are playing is, like I said, about low level uh, neighborhood style superheroes defending their defending their 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 borough of choice. In our case, it's a tiny little borough of Gotham that we'll get to know in a little bit. Uh, but first, we need to get to our superheroes. We're going to create our characters. Uh, doing so is super quick. Uh, then we're going to create a little bit of a scenario. We're going to create our burrow. And once we have our characters, our burrow and our scenario, we'll play through that little one issue adventure and, and, and tell a little bit of a story. And I could not be more excited. Mm-hmm. So uh, we spend our nights patrolling Gotham City. What goes with that? Well, we are a survivor. We are survivors and tactical geniuses. Uh, so the first thing that we're going to do is we're each going to roll. So we're each making a character. I'm going to kind of take your lead as far as make you. Uh, you're here. You're here as the main character. I am here as a secondary character in your story. Uh, but I'm going to be rolling here and making character stuff as well. So I'm going to ask you, uh, roll 2d6, and then you're going to choose one or both skills off of this uh, six-item list. Uh, so, so give me 2d6, and then I'll give you your options. Fabulous. All right. So they are one and three. Three. Ooh, both good options. Um, one is expert martial arts training, and three is a power that you use rarely or in non-combat ways only. I'm cackling. <laughs> I I can't. Okay. Um the thing that's funny to me about this is very specifically because I I with the with the, the premise of this, my brain is telling me, hey, hey, you know what you want to do. But I'm not going to let you do this. You aren't going to do the easy thing right here, which is if that those two, the combination of those two is quite I, literally exactly the where, black canary. And I'm really <laughs> I, I, I rolled. I, I heard those options and went, OK, yeah, black canaries on the table. <laughs> 
Like, oh, I'm still going to try to not do that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, also man. roll two d six and see what what my <laughs> options are. So I got two and four. I got specialized gadgets and hack it. All right, that's all. That's, that's literally Barbara Gore. Okay, this is there. Mm-hmm. Okay, challenges are on the table here. Um, oh my I am. God, this is really funny. So I am going to. I I I actually have a pitch for a character that I want to roll with. Mm, okay. Uh, my character's name is. I have to think about a fun variant on this. So the premise that I want to go with is that my character is, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, like an anti-Riddler. Ooh. In the way of, like, the, the specialized gadgets and the, the, the technical genius, the idea of, like, I'm thinking of a Riddler in the Batman the Animated Series sort of tech, like, tech riddle type way. Ooh. A character that, like, either was a peer of the Riddler or was, like, like wronged by the Riddler and has, like, set out to to undo them. Mm. Oh, I love that a lot, actually. my The immediate thing that that name-wise brings me to is the Solver. The solver's very good. I was, like, playing the around solution? with... Th- so I was playing around with, like, ways of... Yeah, I think I like that a lot. The solver... Or not, I don't even... I think I, I love... I'm going to go with not even the solver, but solver is just a good name. Solver is a very good name for, like, a... Especially a Batman style, like a Bat family, a Gotham vigilante. And I, I, I think that, yeah, my character is is uh, a, a hacker and a sort of, like... Mm. Wizard, uh, code, like code breaker. Uh, I think that that's, that's the direction that I want to take this character in. Totally. I love that. I'm, I'm still, it's, oh God. <laughs> you can, so I, I'm going to put on the table. If you want to take the obvious, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I know. I, I know my, my, hmm. It's, it's an interesting thing because there are like, I don't know. There are types of powers that I find myself over the years, like, latching onto that I really like. Mm-hmm. Like, more so than, um, more so than even thinking about the type of character, building them around the, they have this ability, but they refuse to use it. Using that as, like, a great jumping-off point for, That's like, a very who good this hook. person is. Yeah. Like, I think that also, there's the specific version of the Black Canary that I like a lot, which is the reluctant hero, mm-hmm. the, the one who, um, who, when when presented with the option of being a hero, they're like, "Oh, do I have to right now? Like, I, I'm not going to just let somebody get hurt, but I also actively don't want to be involved in this right now." Right. Um, yeah, that's my favorite version of the Black Canary. So. I'm, like, thinking of that, but also thinking of, like, the, of that power element and trying to now go back and think of, like, what are the powers that I love in any universe that I, that are not sound related, um, (laughs) that are specifically not sound related, because if I can build off of that, then I think I'll, I'll feel, I'll feel good about it. I could always go back to my old standby. Force fields because I like that one, um, and 
I so I think I'll stick with that. Um, <clears throat> and um, so so that is that is what the power is that they don't use. But I don't have a good. Well, you don't necessarily have to take. Uh, you can you can just go with the power that you rarely use, coupled with like a, a the standard level Batman like expertise that is assumed by you have put on a mask and are fighting mm-hmm. in Gotham City. Yeah, I actually, you know what? Because my brain is is going back to it a lot. I will just go with. I, I will go with a Black Canary as a theme. I, we will use the Black Canary as a theme. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll make it somebody else. Um, There's so can I throw out a pitch related to that? Yes. <laughs> if you if your character was somehow inspired by Black, like Black Canary is a presence in Gotham City, and your character in the same way that mine was like touched by the Riddler, or like like impacted by the Riddler, and that like. Affected my the reasoning that I am becoming a vigilante. If the same thing happened with the Black Canary, that's there's a lot of good potential there. There absolutely is. I ooh now my urge to say it's Donnie is not it like that's that no no it will it this is not Donnie. This is a different one. I'm trying to think of who I want this to be, but I guess I can get to that. I, I'll get to their name first. Okay. Their name. Let's see. Um, since I am going with the sound bit, I feel like that is a. It's always a fun thing to play off of. There's a lot of. Um, I also love birds. This is, I think, anybody listening to this knows that I have a few loves in that are just very that that make no sense. <laughs> Come mm-hmm. looking at me as a human being, and one of those is ornithology. I really love ornithology. Now, um, that which which leaves a lot of openings for like names and things because there's a lot of real fun birds out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of a of a real fun bird, huh? I wonder. Perhaps am I the hmm. Let's go with the Shrike. I like that one. Oh, Shrike is good. I like Shrike. Yeah. That's just a good. That's a good. That's just a good name. Yeah, I will use that as a placeholder for now. More because I cannot think of like, like Shrike is a good name. I also know that if I have to keep saying that, it's gonna bother me. Actually, sure. you know what? You know what? I'll go with an even better one. A full category. This one is a full classification. Or rather, more accurately, the order of Passerine. We'll go with that oh, one. That's a good name. I like that. That's yeah. very good. I love Passerines. They're so they're my favorite. Actually, it's just my favorite order of bird. <laughs> I love it. So we've got Passerine and we've got the Solver. We've got Passerine and Solver. Um, so do you? So you get either a either a suit of combat armor or a stylized costume made by you. Ooh. You also get a tricked out vehicle and decked out layer or a cycle or base. <laughs> I think I've got oh. a decked out layer. I do like that one. I I love the I uh well I guess then I want the tricked out vehicle. 
Unless like, you want the layer and I could have like I'm I'm fine swapping no, that out. No, I like I I like Passerine having a tricked out vehicle. There's something real fun about that. I like that a lot. Um also like given the given the nature of um given the nature of of the solver, it would make sense to have a decked out layer. Yeah, it just feels like it's 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 a mm-hmm. it's it feels like it's the place where the magic happens. <laughs> exactly. And I like and sort of to that end, I kind of like the idea of a the idea of combat armor like of well well actually now that I think about it, combat armor with expert martial arts training. I guess I guess if it's extremely light armor that sort of works. Yeah. Okay. I, I see that. I'll go with combat armor. Okay. So it it just generally is armor that sort of um it, it is it is armor. It it will protect and do all the protecting things. I can take a punch. This is good. This is great. Um <laughs> But also it doesn't necessarily have a lot of like big style elements, which I feel fine about. Maybe just a logo in the center somewhere. I'm good with that. I think I have a stylized costume that is uh, specifically like tying into. The, I think the nature of my gadgets is they're they're all very like cloud based. They're all very like uh, like like software, and I think my stylized costume has a lot of, uh, for lack of a better way to put it, a lot of like hidden plugs and wires. <laughs> I, can, I can connect to things like really sorry that is funny it, I love it's, that it, it, yeah like the idea of like, I, like I've got like a little spot on my belt that I can pull out a USB plug that like like it's ki- it's connected to the rest of my costume so that I can do the 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 Batman style like a little laser hologram keyboard appears in front of me and I type on it god that's so good and also would just be useful I'm like kind of annoyed that I don't have that like I <laughs> My life would be so much easier if it I would just make you, It would make that. life easier. Mm. Um, okay, so what is something that Passerine... We, we now say something that we hate. Uh, so, so we now say something that we hate or that we're bad at, as well as something that uh, is an expertise of ours that relates to our ordinary life. Mm. <laughs> I want to go with a very Batman thing, which is <laughs> Passerine really, really hates pigeons. I love it. It's very, very good. Oh my god, that just feels mean, but also I kind and of also, like it. I mean, that just feels like a that feels like a Gotham City detail that is maybe at least a little bit because I, I I've grown up in New Jersey, which is canonically where Gotham is always supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Pigeons got to be real big. Yep, pigeons. Real, real big, mean city pigeons. <laughs> pigeons are. <laughs> Like, and that's not even, like, uh, that's not a secret thing that I dislike. I I like pigeons. Even in the city, I find them to be adorable. Oh, I love pigeons. I love, I, I love pigeons. Yeah. Like, I just, I just, I just love them. They're, they're, they're just, they're just cute little pigeons. Just, just all, it's all flying around and stuff. I actually like being in, um, either, either New York or, Jer- or Jersey, depending on, um, on specifically where I am at the time, but I do like being there because the birds tend to be like less afraid of humans. Oh yeah, 
and just they're like, ah, we have to be around y'all anyway. We might as well. Like, it's fine. So I'll just be like less than a foot away from a genuine, like from a wild animal. And I do. It's cool. I, I love. I love. I love, I love fearless city pigeons. They're some of my favorite things, and it makes me very happy that Passerine hates them. I do too. Now, rats, on the other hand, mm. Mm. <laughs> that's a different story. I have a huge problem with city rats personally, but that's <laughs> that's just my bias. They're fine. It's whatever. I don't. That doesn't mean attack them. But, because I don't want them running over my foot in the subway. That's all. That's, that's fair. That's no, all that's that's fair and valid. That is. That is. <laughs> I think the thing so that my hot takes for the day. Um. <laughs> I think the thing Solver hates. The thing Solver hates is being on the, is being on the field. I think is the thing that I'm specifically like labeling. Is 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 what what uh, I think Solver is he his pronouns and I think his thing is that he hates. He doesn't want to be doing field work, mm. right? Like, like patrolling the streets and, and actually confronting like supervillains. That's not his thing. I, 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 I crack codes. Like, I, I open, I open locks and crack codes. I don't need to be. I don't need to be front and center during a fight. Ah, yes, this checks out. I like that a lot. It, and it ties in very nicely to like if my if my if the person that I hate the most is is the Riddler, it's that sense of like of like I've conveniently found the one villain that probably hates physical confrontation as much as I do. There you go. Oh my god. I I stay loving the Riddler. I do. Like I, do I love the Riddler. Love I adore just... the Riddler. There's a reason that my brain immediately went to the Riddler. It's because like, he's my the, favorite. The Riddler as a just as a character. Even in like the origin of the character, I just find that character to be one that that I don't that I feel like we don't use a lot and to its full effect, and I feel like we should. It's just very fun. Um, but yeah, like back to the campiness of like of of Gotham City being kind of campy and kind of fun. I agree. I love that. So we have three questions that are going to fill out our civilian life. We have a place that we spend time during the day that comes with a concern focus that we think of at night, like homework, business calls, uh, significant others. Uh, there's an expertise that relates to our ordinary life, like chemistry, history, or Star Wars. And there are family members that we see daily, like parents, siblings, close friends, and pets. Hmm. All right. I think... So... A place you spend time at during the day. Honestly, looking at that and the first thing that popped up there being um, homework was very funny to me. I I do like the idea of this being... <laughs> of, of Passerine being a college student. That's very good. That, <laughs> is, just... that, is, that is peak Gotham City, is that you are a college uh... student that is to defend against murder clowns. Oh my god. Look, I... Just... I... I I remember college. I didn't have time for that. I didn't have time, I didn't have time for, for murder clowns. That's funny to me. <laughs> I think I want my place that I spend at night to be, or I spend my days. Mm. I think it is. It's. It's. I'm gonna go with. I don't want to go with the obvious that I come from a tech background. I think I taught myself this. I think that like the tech skills and the and the 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 gadgetry stuff is stuff that like I taught myself. Mm -hmm. So I think that it is, I'm going to say that I literally have, uh, I work at a call center. 
I have yes. I am I'm in my early twenties. I have a I have like a kind I have a job at a call center, and the thing that I think of at night is like it, business calls is on the list, and I think that's the best way to describe it. Is like I think about the stress that comes with work. I I'm working at a job that I dislike. Mm-hmm. And it is stressful and like, but you know, the second that five o'clock or six o'clock or eight o'clock, nine o'clock rolls around, I, I'm back in my lair doing cool tech stuff. Oh yeah. I do think one expertise that can come from that, um, maybe this just goes to show that I don't, that I've never worked in a call center and I have no intention of doing so ever in my entire life. But, um, one of the things that I think might sort of work there is then, depending on the type of call center, having a, a, a knowledge about, like, security software yeah, yeah used yeah. by, like, companies a lot and therefore I, I potentially think, how to break through them because, let's be real. Um, uh, I think that I, I like that. I think the two expertises that I have are, yeah, like, security software. I think I, I, think I am – I think I, I sell – I'm going to say I sell security <clears throat> software and like, therefore, like I know the major players in that way that I'm supposed to like know these things. Yeah. And I also like know, I'm going to say them, describe them as like surface level details, right? Like I know, I know people's, like I, I have like a distinct memory of people's names, where they work. The office office addresses like just because you look at them so much when you're making call like the idea uh, that yeah. like I have this this catalog and maybe it's something that I've memorized maybe it's something that I have like I can pull it up on my phone and be like oh yeah here it's it's that they they work there like that that the, those big giant catalogs of information that you get in the call center is something that's like buried in my head. <laughs> I totally love that. I do. Oh, uh, I do. Um, I. Oh, man. There are so many directions to take college student, like, because, and from that, like, the different expertise that you can take from those. Like, I I should probably determine what Pasharine's major is. That was actually going to be my next question, was what is your, what is your major? Because I think that's one of your expertise. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> uh, now here's that fun moment where I want to be like, how much of this... How much of this is just me self-inserting? Um, now, I feel like... But I also but I also kind of like that as an idea because that psychology was the thing I majored in. And I there's a practicality to that, particularly if it's criminal psych. So I... Mm-hmm. Ooh, criminal psychology. Let's roll with that. I like that. Um, so that's one. Um, so knowledge of the criminal underclass and how their brains work, um, fun skill. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't have a second one. You can just go with that. I think that it, it says one oh. or two. So if you just want to go with the one. Ability to research. Oh, research is perfect. I love research. Yeah, ability yeah, to research <laughs> and stay up all night <laughs> doing research specifically. Uh. The Ooh, one college. like family member that I have is a close is uh, a close friend. It is the person on the other side of the the cubicle that I work at. It is my like post work my post work uh, drinking buddy. Like that we hang out after hours and complain about work. 
And straight up, shout out to those people. I shout do out. love those people. Shout out, shout out. I got it. You like, like I, I can't tell you how much the, how much my cubicle friends have gotten me through some difficult work times. Oof, that is so real. Oh my god. I, I think my one person, I. Oh, I want it to be a pet. I want it to be a pet because I see that pet is there. Pet and, is and not it must pet. Be a pet. Um. Oh no, I, um, uh, hmm. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little roll for this. Um, if it is between one and two, it if it is either one or two, it's a cat. If it is um three or four, it is a dog. Um, if it is five or six, it is a bird. Okay. All right. Let's see here. It's a five. It is a bird. Um, that tracks. Your name is Passerine. It tracks that you would have a bird as a pet. <laughs> I know. My brain was like, don't go with it's a bird. Don't do that to yourself. It, it, <laughs> the dice, the dice, the dice, and I were both like, no, you got to go. You got to have like, a bird as a pet. It's like, ah, damn. That is just how that's going to work. Um, and I think that bird will be... Oh, what are the ones that they, I don't know why I'm like, I'm very specifically getting an image in my brain of like the last time I went into Petco, which fun fact for everybody, I sort of, I I can't go into Petco because they always, every single one of them has one end cap that freaks me out. And it is the (laughs) one that has the beta fish on it. Like it is, it's just right out in the middle Mm -hmm. of the lane. Anybody with a cart could hit that. And topple all of them over it's that's a bad day for everybody but especially for me that would terrify me so much so um (laughs) but anyway the last time i did go in there there were these uh, gorgeous little yellow birds that were just in this little cage they were very tiny they like if you think of a cartoon bird right now you're honestly probably thinking of these Mm -hmm. like just (laughs) Like a little animated Snow White bird. I don't know what those are called, but like those. That's what I'm thinking of right now. Um, I feel like it's a finch, but I could be wrong. We'll go with it's a finch. We'll go with it as a yellow finch. And so the last two things that we need to create are our big mysteries. Mm. The thing that we're always on the hunt for. Uh, It says to keep it secret. I feel like this is there's no reason for us to keep it secret other than I feel like it makes as much as as much fun as keeping things secret is. I think that for the purposes, if we're only going to have, you know, half hour, 40 minutes of like play, I think it makes sense to just tell us what the thing is, especially because it's going to help us like create the scenario that we're going after. Agreed. Um, I I I always when faced with a question like this and then and then faced with a um faced with a with a prompt in the like in the section immediately following of like who killed my dad 20 years ago which is just brilliant by the way just that's good writing that's a great little leading leading question there um i or even the dna one i kind of like i kind of want to combine both of these and be like who killed my parents and changed my DNA 25 that, years ago? That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good mystery though, is yeah. the thing. Like that's, <laughs> I think, I think mine is. Oh boy. That's a, that's a bad time. Oof. Oh boy. I, uh, I, I think mine to contrast that is much lower stakes. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I don't think it's necessarily like heroic stakes. I think mine is much more, I think mine is specifically like, 
there is a rumor among like among like tech enthusiasts Ooh. that the Riddler has a stash of like diamonds somewhere that is worth several million to like a low billion number. Like it is like it is the the one piece treasure chest of like Gotham Ooh. mysteries, right? It's like the Riddler success. You know, the rumor has it the Riddler successfully made off with like two billion dollars of diamonds. Ooh. And my thing is, because I am the solver and because I think the Riddler, uh, I was involved. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm going to drink some water. I have to, like, adjust my little arm brace a wee bit. I, I slept on my hand, weirdly, the other day. Oh, that's no good. And I'm old. And that just means that now that, I can't use my hand. <laughs> that, that happened to me. I, I accidentally sat on my foot during a half-hour meeting and tried to walk. I was like, this isn't happening. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, it's been like this for, like, three days. Huh, fortunately, I just have this brace just in my house just because... Because this has happened a because few too many old. times. That's why we have that's why we have <laughs> braces and heated blankets. It's right. because we're old. Um, oh, gotta love it. I think my mystery is yeah. I think I love that it's this this rumor of the Riddler's treasure, and I think like my specific grudge is that the Riddler, like as part of a scheme, like bankrupted my 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 family business years ago, and like. You know, the the Wayne Foundation, like, gave us the money back for it, but, like, it, re- it just was one of those things where, like, it just disrupted it. We were never quite able to, like, get comfortable again. Mm. And so, like, I've been after, I want to, I want to beat the Riddler because of what the Riddler put my family through. Or maybe even, like, we did get better. Maybe it's, like, it is actually, like, the, I like that the Wayne Foundation, like, gave that money and, like, repaired that. Right? Like, Batman stopped the Riddler, made all, like, gave the, you know, returned that money to the people that lost it. But, like, the trauma of, like, being robbed at that scale by, quite literally, a weirdo in a green and purple question mark suit <laughs> is the type of thing Ooh. that, like, even though the even though the harm was, was undone, or, like, even though, even though, like, things were made better, it's still enough for me to be like, I'm gonna destroy this man. There's an amount of trauma there that really just can never actually be solved. Yeah. Um, it's like this is it's like it's like this is it's like this is my thing now. And really um, it's just that honestly, it, it was because of that suit. Like if he wasn't wearing that suit, the trauma wouldn't exist. If, if, if it wasn't a weirdo in a suit, like it would be a different story. <laughs> if this um, weird guy in spandex didn't break into my house, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> anyway. Um, so <laughs> sorry, that's just I <laughs> Oh, no, God. that's a good, that's a good, that's, that's my motivation in a nutshell. That's my motivation um, in life, really. That's just, yeah, frankly, that weird man broken in my house in spandex 25 years ago. I don't know that I'd be in this position right now. Um, so oh last but not least, what is our, what is our bond to each other? How do we relate to each other? Hmm. Okay. I... I think there's one other question that I think sort of needs to determine this, which is, um, what is the age of our respective characters? I'm presuming my character is, I'm going to just say 21. I think I'm like 20, I think I'm like maybe two years older, like 23. Okay. Like, I think I'm 23. I think I like, I, I either, 
I think I, I might be like either in college or like just out of college, but like on that kind of precipice of out of college, dumb. Okay, I because th- then I would I think that would still be like <clears throat> relatively close enough for like childhood friends yeah. or like school friends, and that having just carried on, that feels. I good. like that. Yeah, I, 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 and I think the detail that I'd love to throw onto that is like, if you kind of became a hero, be out of like necessity. Mm-hmm. I think probably like the detail I want to throw out is like you've probably been doing this longer than I have. I'm probably pretty new at this, and I probably like have dived into it, kind of almost in response to you or in support of you in terms of like you're my friend who had this thing happen to them that kind of changed the way that they're going to interact with the world forever. You've kind of taken to defending your neighborhood. And I'm like, well, I've got this mission that I've been training myself for. I could probably help out with that. I could probably put on a mask and, and, and I could probably be, be back up on that. Totally. I love that. All right. So the last thing we're going to do now that we've got our characters, Uh, We're going to each create a location in our little neighborhood of Gotham City. And then once we do that, we'll figure out what the scenario that puts us in danger is. And then we'll we'll, we'll save the day. Yeah, love it. Okay. So let's each roll a 20-sided dice. That will tell us one of the locations in this borough. And then we'll each roll some dice to figure out some details about that borough. All right. I guess I will use my 20-sided seaweed die. Mainly because I do not think I've ever used this one at all for anything. Okay. All right, that would be an 11. So on an 11, tell me about... See, now what's interesting is I rolled a 19, and that tells me a lot about, like, the neighborhood that we're in. Because an 11 is a lounge, and a Mm. 19 is a hotel. Oh, a hotel lounge. I kind of left that. So these are so these are two separate buildings, but that mm-hmm. tells me that this is definitely like a. Uh, that tells me that this is like a leisure district. Yeah, this is the this is the place that people come to visit. This is the, the area where the area of the city where ah uh, yes, this is the tourism area. This is the tourism area, which to the tourism area in Gotham City. Hilarious. <laughs> y'all are y'all really scraping the bottom of it. Like this is the this, <laughs> y'all this had to like win picked? a contest to come here. And like it wasn't you didn't you didn't sign up to be in this contest is the thing. So <laughs> at the risk of so Alright, so you know how at several points you were talking about there's a there's a there's a there's a possibility that like you felt like was the easy thing for you to throw out? Yeah. I have to throw out the easy thing here, and it is because I uh, the Jersey the Jersey trash in me has to throw out Gotham City being canonically in a lot of sources being canonically located in New Jersey. Yep. This being the tourism district of of a city that should have no right having a tourism district. Is this the boardwalk? <laughs> I think it is. This oh, is no. the boardwalk. All right. I guess we, it is. We stick up for the boardwalk. You know what? I'm oh, here for this. <laughs> All right. Let's roll with it. That's let's do fine it. with me. <laughs> All right. So now for now for, for the last, so we're each going to roll 2d6 the same way that we did for our character skills. 
uh, there's a D6 table for things that are true of our location. So you're going to roll for 2D6 for things that are true of your lounge. I'm going to roll for the hotel. We can choose one of those to be true or both of them. All right. Oh. I rolled snake eyes, so I'm going to... So uh, I'm oh. going... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna roll another one, but I, I I'm gonna say like abandon these days. One for is abandon sure. these days, which feels for sure accurate to a hotel on oh, the yeah. boardwalk in Gotham. No, keep that one for sure. Um, so the other two that I have is Gothic or Roman architecture. It's and, Gotham City. That feels and right. Dangerous side of town. <laughs> that feels. Both of those feel right for the boardwalk in Gotham City. Jesus. <laughs> and I rolled, I rolled tied up with crime. Though. All like literally, oh. JV, like we could not have more accurately created the boardwalk with our dice results. That this feels like it was pointing us in a direction. <laughs> oh, well, well, I guess, I guess that's where we are, isn't it? I guess yep. that's just, oh boy. Um, oh boy. I get, wow. But also the abandoned part on top of all of that is just. <laughs> I yeah I, I get the vibe. Mm-hmm. I've been to the boardwalk off season, mm. and it's the weirdest experience. And like I get the vibe that there's just like people don't like that. Like the only people that like are around are the people that live here, mm. right? Like like I think the tourism industry has dried up because it's Gotham City, and goddamn, of course it has. <laughs> um, and, like, it just leads to those very, like, terrifying-looking, like, abandoned boardwalks and, like, a little bit of the Joker aesthetic of, like, <gasps> amusement halls and, oh, like, God, arcades yeah. that are empty, like, <laughs> and it's just, like, kind of walking the walking the boardwalk and it's, like, kind of only the people left that are that have lived here and are in here their whole lives and, like, kind of refuse to leave. Mm. This- oh, I definitely, <laughs> my family ran an arcade that was, like, shut down because of the Riddler's uh, oh. meddling. This reminds me so much of very specifically like the beach portion of Virginia Beach in November because mm-hmm. none of the lights are up yet for um for like the Christmas boardwalk bit and it's way too cold for everything else so everything else is like shut down but like you'll still occasionally see people out there and this is like the part of virginia beach that like definitely feels like weirdly like a city um but like even even the even the dairy queen's closed like it is Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is it's, everything's it's, just closed it's weird it's a weird it, vibe <laughs> it's weird vibes and that's the vibe that we have here and i love it i have uh, just that. i've just rolled some dice uh for like a big bad oh. would you like to know what i rolled so that we can kind of start to brainstorm out like what we want this uh this threat to be that we're gonna we're gonna go to battle against oh yes i'm very ready yes, so i rolled yes. a six which is em- the 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 style of this of this uh big bad is an emperor oh and then i rolled a four for their motif or their name which is tied to a gadget or a power and then I rolled a one, which is a criminal enterprise, which just feels I, I like that as an option just in terms of like. Th- and so. <laughs> Can I tell you a very, a very unhinged idea? That just uh, unhinged is the energy that we're bringing um, to this recording already. So I want it 100 percent. Oh, my God. So. um, Oh, OK. I need to. <laughs> I need to breathe oxygen so I can say the words that just popped into my head. Um, 
The word emperor is really funny to me, but the thing that it's bringing to me is emperor penguin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is not this is not Goth- uh, Gotham's famous penguin. No, no, this is not Gotham's penguin. This is a different penguin. This is oh emperor my God. penguin. Um, <laughs> this is so. Okay, so then I immediately have a um. <sighs> so. Uh, yeah, this is this is Emperor Penguin, and um, I can't stop laughing. It's very good. It's very oh good, especially because I think what has happened is here's the pitch that I want to throw out, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a it's one of those great kind of Gotham City, uh, it's one of those great kind of Gotham City lose lose kind of unwinnable situations. Mm-hmm. This is not an established villain, right? Like this is this is this is a new character that has emerged, mm-hmm. and they're making themselves known in a big way, right? Like they have taken one of these abandoned casinos or entertainment halls or like fun houses, one of these big storefronts on the boardwalk. <gasps> I think I know what it must be. It is a um, it is a uh, uh. An old fun house. Um, oh, yeah. And yes, naturally, I'm a little bit thinking of Birds of Prey and the fact that they had to walk into that woman's mouth. I am a little bit thinking of that. However, mm-hmm. I there's also a scene from Card Captor Soccer that I'm remembering from when I was a, 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 a literal child. Um, and there was a slide that looked like a penguin. And I'm and I'm thinking, but but it had a really long tongue, which was very odd and slightly disturbing. But if if it if they if the entrance is 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 the head of a penguin, that's very good. This is perfect. I um and the inside, <laughs> it's all like it's like a it's like a it's like a it's one of those awful kind of theme casinos. Oh God! And it's similar to and I think the reason that the thing that I want to pitch out is that like our adventure, our our the issue of our comic is built with a ticking clock. Oh yeah, which is that the the actual penguin. Oswald Cobblepot's gang is on their way to like burn this place to the ground because I think this villain last issue has mm-hmm. done the very kind of Gotham, very mob movie. I'm thinking a little bit of Boardwalk Empire here because we're almost, I think we just either finished Boardwalk Empire or currently watching it, but also we're like from the area. So it's like, yeah, but like that sort of big, you know, mob boss debut of like, of like immediately like there were several smaller crime gangs or several smaller villains that the emperor penguin showed up and like wrecked their shit Ooh. and like had this big super villain debut right like last issue and like currently they run the boardwalk like as of the start of this issue we are seeing them fully in control of the boardwalk but the thing is Oswald Cobblepot is like on his way with guys <laughs> and and we all know what happens when that and, when that happens, right? It's and the bad. thing is, It'll and the thing is, bath. is that if we don't get involved, mm-hmm. it's either we take out Emperor Penguin, like directly, mm-hmm. or it gets messy, and the very people that we're protecting are going to get caught in the worst crossfire that the board that Gotham that the Gotham Boardwalk has ever seen. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh boy. Oh, we gotta we gotta help them. Oh no, I'm that's concerned. I, that's the pitch that I want to throw out. I love it. I am deeply concerned for the fate of these people caught in the crossfire of two warring penguins. I'm... I love it. 
God, I love this so much. Okay, the issue, yeah, this is perfect. The issue title is March of the Penguin. Ah! And it's... <laughs> I, okay, I need to pause for a brief second because that is incredible and I cannot breathe. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. I literally have to crack open the door because I'm sweating so much that it's so funny. All right, good. Okay. Anyway, sorry about that. Sorry about needing to pause for a second. You're fine. There. This is heavily edited. This is my <sighs> note. That this is heavily edited. Yeah. Um, this is good. Yeah. So that's our scenario. That's mm-hmm. where Passerine. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm now the la- the question for both of us, and I think we're just gonna kind of from here, like we kind of just uh, roll some dice. There's there's a move that we'll make when we do something risky or or dangerous. I'll explain what that is, but for the most part, we just kind of have to set up how we're going to uh, how we're going to engage that mystery and uh, come to the solve of it, and then we will uh, be badasses. Pretty much, that's how that's how this goes from here. Is we're going to take on this supervillain, we're going to be badasses, we're going to do some cool superhero stuff. Yeah. So I have a, I have a question for you, yes. and then I have a question for me. Based maybe maybe on your answer, I'm gonna throw it to you. But like the thing that I want to throw to you first, how do you get involved with this? Um, as in, as in like, what is your? I I guess what I mean is like, what is your your intro to this issue look like? Whether that means like, how are you decide? What is your like? I have to take this. They take this guy down moment, or like, how do we see? Or or alternately, how do we see you like? on the scene already, like, in media res. All right. So I think um, one of my... um, One of the things that I think my character would do um, is, while studying, watch the evening news. Mm. Um, And I think... And I also also love, as everybody will note when they listen to Birds of Prey Outcry... I do love um <laughs> love using the news and no, how No, I love it's it's a classic it's a classic Batman superhero trope is the the Vicky Vale Vicky Vale on the evening news <laughs> being like hey so this is what's going on right now and here's why we should be concerned um and I think hearing a hearing about not what's going down what might go down tonight because I don't think the evening news would put that on for reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, See, here's I, what will great. happen this evening. No, I think they would and put on... And that's great because I, yeah. I have a key and I, I think that gives mm-hmm. me my hook for what I want Solver's intro to this to be. Oh, perfect. But yeah, I think um, I think Passerine hears, yeah, so uh, this happened last night. Um, word on the street is it was... is a. Uh, I, I kind of want them to say that it, it looks like it's going to be the March of the Penguins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really don't want them to actually verbally I'll say I think he absolutely says that <laughs> as it's like a caption bubble. Yeah. Uh, like we see the shot of her explaining that like last night there were a series of shootouts. Uh, it looks like it was the work of this costumed of this costumed crime lord calling himself Emperor Penguin. Um, like it looks like it was like a a a a localized dedicated like uh or like it looks like these were related you know uh police are police are looking into this and we get like the briefest shot of harvey bullock being like it's that guy it's a peng it's the it's the other guy that's a penguin what do you want from me and that's all we see of her penguin (laughs) and that's that's our harvey bullock cameo is just ang is 
<laughs> and I think like we we hear her say it's going to be the March of the Penguins as we see like Cobblepot like client like getting his guys together because he was also watching the news. Mm-hmm. And uh, the key, which is which keys me into Solver, because I think Solver just like has the world like one of his things is a bat computer style like world's best uh like police scanner ah uh, yeah it's one My of those favorite. like i like like you found out like we found out through passerine like what has happened mm-hmm. and we find out through solver like what's going to happen exactly i do like that i do like that and we're friends so like we probably like immediately get on the wire together <laughs> immediately start texting <laughs> I I'm imagining it happening via text, um, and just like scenes of like scenes of each of us sort of getting ready because that like clearly is the next logical step, mm-hmm. and in each frame there is a um, there is a a different piece of information about like so where are we meeting up to to go over this yeah um, like. The only in that first panel do we see that somebody is holding their phone. Yeah, but for all sure. the rest of it is the conversation spread out over several panels of just getting yeah, hundred percent. And 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 I think that Solver getting ready looks like it's a lot of uh, Jim Carrey typing GIF clack clack clacking on keys, and then finally yes. like pulling up maps and details, loading them onto drives. Slides over to a closet to the Batman-style glass case, stares at the suit for a very long time, and we just get one panel of head in hands like, oh, I've got to go on the field. Oh, I don't want to do this. (laughs) And while we see that, we see that Passerine is, like, looking at the wildly tricked out motorcycle that has wings on it now mm-hmm. mind you the i'm not talking wings that do anything these wings do nothing there are just wings on the side of it <laughs> i love it just m- wings made of pure metal just on the side the, very very conspicuous um very, i mean it has to, it's, a, it's a superhero vehicle in gotham it has to be precisely um so where where do we where do we meet once we are like armored up? I think we're gonna meet at the Dairy Queen. Love it. <laughs> we're gonna get in the parking lot of the closed Dairy Queen. <laughs> I I pull up I pull up in an Uber. I don't even pull up in like a cool <laughs> I love that a lot. That's really good. I'm gonna That's I'm gonna I'm going to throw in, I think there's a a little bit of fan service where it's like a yellow cab pulls up and we see inside it's like a, it's a grungy looking redheaded dude that may or may not be Vic Sage. And he just kind of drives off and I'm like, that dude, that dude was, that dude was weird. He didn't really, he didn't, he seemed weirdly okay with this, but I guess that's Gotham. Like what a, what a weird thing for him to just be fine with. All right. Sure. (laughs) Love that. Um, so I think, uh, then we get out and Mm -hmm. we, uh, sort of run through the game plan. Let's, which let's, let's do that. You and I right now, I think like, so I think what I'd like to do, I would actually like, as we are talking for each of us to, to make a role here, Mm -hmm. um, I would like to make a role here. Uh, we'll go through the making move section. We'll go through it piece by piece. But I think what I want to do here is like 
to represent us making the plan. And then each and then as we do that, we will throw in like details of how we are going to do the plan. Ah, uh, yes, totally. So uh, here's the, I'm going to uh, here's how making moves works when we are doing something uh, when we are doing something dangerous and things have a chance of failure or going wrong. Uh, we talk through what we want to do and we roll two dice and we take plus one for each advantage that we have. Like we have the high ground, we have our skills, we have our vehicle or layer, and we have our expertise and minus one for each disadvantage. Like you're in an exposed position, your opponent has skills or tools, you are injured, your concerns are filling your mind or it involves something you are bad at. Ah, yeah. Okay. So I think the first thing that we will need is um all right so the first thing we're gonna need um well how do i so i want i i i i would love to make the first roll yeah sure go for it because i think like i think i've got i've got probably like maps and data on like this place that 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 uh emperor penguin is Mm mm-hmm and I'll call that a plus one, plus one for my my expertise in like laying out all this like data sciencey stuff. But I think minus one because I'm not in my layer, like I'm in a bad position, and another minus one for I'm on the field and I don't like being on the field. <laughs> totally. Oh god, what a move! So I'm gonna roll a flat two d six. If I get eight or better, I succeed at what I was trying to do. If I if my total is lower than that, uh, we'll say that I'm still able to like tell us the first thing that we need to do and how to do it, but like we'll put ourselves in trouble. Sure. Okay. I th- I like that. All right. Well, that's a six. So I think what we the first thing we need to do is get in to is get into this place. Right. Like we know, like there's probably an uh, there's an exposed there's a way to get into this this lounge that is not through the front door. This there is through uh, the mouth of the penguin. <laughs> we 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 I think that like. Actually, I'm going to say I think that like. We, I point out like three, I think what's much cooler is I point out three areas that we could go in. Mm. Like we could go in through the sewers. There's a way into the back room. That'll take us. There's a, there's a back door that'll lead us into the kitchen, but we (laughs) see three panels that all three of those are like armed with guys and sort of vaguely, vaguely gladiatorial, vaguely penguin themed outfits. Like they've got big beaks on their Roman gladiator helmets. Oh my God. I love that. Uh, and so I'm like, <laughs> and like, I point out all three of these things and I'm like, you know, where the least protected place in this, uh, in this lounge is, it's, it's right through the mouth of the penguin. It's literally the mouth of the penguin. We're going to have to climb through the mouth of the penguin. We just walk, oh, walk right. We walk right in the front door and we wave and we smile and we say, we're here to stop you. It's like, hi, Can we? <laughs> hi, we'd like to have a conversation with the boss. That sounds great. Um, I think that, um, <clears throat> so naturally, I think then going through the, f- going through the front, what w- sounds, is bold. It's bold as hell. Mm-hmm. It's one of, the, one of the boldest possible things that you could do as a hero is just walk straight through the front door. 100%. Um, this is day one of things they tell you not to do in the Bat family is just walk directly <laughs> in the front door. Um, and just, It makes it such a great plan. Yeah. 
I suppose so. Batman's gonna be furious, but also he's with his space friends, so I don't really care. Um, <laughs> so I think, um, I think that, hmm. I would love for you to make a roll. Yeah. I, to tell me, tell I, me a weakness that Emperor Penguin has. Like, mm-hmm. roll to see, like, you're gonna, t- I want you to tell me the weakness that has, that we can, that we're gonna exploit in our fight against him. Yeah. And possibly put us in trouble in doing so. All right. Um, I don't think that I have um, that I have anything for an advantage. I don't. Th- I, I don't think, other than like. Oh, I guess other than like, maybe necessitating needing to fight people, which actually. Oh no, but they are heavily armed. That's fine. I feel like Whatever. I feel like that still works. I feel like if yeah. if the if if the weakness involves having to to uh, involves fight direct fighting, I'm going to give you that plus one. Yeah. I'll also okay. give you another plus one because you've probably done some research. Here. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Oh, the skill. The skill. Ah, yes. Back to those skills. Those useful skills. That's actually a good point. So, having looked at the research and also sort of having looked at the way in which last night's crime was conducted mm-hmm. and the message it was it was supposed to send. In criminal psych, that is a thing that you may or may not Absolutely. actually learn. I only took two classes on it, but I learned so a lot. I'll, anyway, that's I'll fine. give I'll, I'll give you a plus three. Oh, okay. And cool. I think, well, I think, and then I think a minus one because I think that this is a professional criminal. This, this opponent has skills yeah. and tools that I think is going to put you at a plus two. I think also this will be, this is... This is the most exposed position possible. You're right. This is this is going to put us in a very exposed. Door. This is going to put us in an exposed position to take a take two d six plus one. Yeah, that checks out. Oh boy. <laughs> oh god. That I'm not a tactician by any means, but I'm looking at this like, oh no, oh this is bad. But all right, let's go. Um, so that is an eleven. This feels oh, good to gr- me. That feels great. Um. So what is the what is what is the weakness that we can exploit? The weakness we can exploit is that this man has a lot to prove. This man okay, is I love that. trying too hard. <laughs> I love that. I adore that. He's trying way too hard. It is abundantly clear to everybody around him. Um meaning also his goons don't actually respect him that much because That's he is very trying good. too hard. Um, I, I love that. Oh boy, um, I don't know where that just came from in my spirit, but all right. That's, so I, <laughs> I like I'm it. gonna make. Mm-hmm. So then I'm gonna make one last roll mm-hmm. before we get into the actual fight scene and we play out the actual big climax of this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a roll. Uh, I think that like we we this is we we find out these things as we're kind of going right. Like we get yeah. we get some like stylistic shots of the map as I'm kind of. I'm kind of, uh, I'm riding, I'm riding behind you on the motorcycle and it just, it's not working. It does not look cool. I look like a mess. I'm holding down my, my mask. I've probably got like a headpiece that I'm like, um, but we're getting this information, right? Like we're finding out that we see, we see a brief moment of like two, two henchmen kind of like shit talking a little bit and we get. We get the sense that we get, we see, we see how sweaty Emperor Penguin is. We're getting all this information. We get there. And then I want to make a roll to set you up for a better fight. Ah, yes. Uh, and so I kind of, I plug in to an outlet on the bike and it pulls up the little laser keyboard and I start typing. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, so what I want to roll here is to give you an advantage in the fight. 
Uh, so I'm going to say, uh, I think we, we are moving in stealth. I don't think. No, no, we're not. We're extremely not moving in stealth. Um, we have. In fact, we're pretty are. exposed. The, we are deeply exposed. This bike has wings on it. This bike has wings <laughs> on it. This is where we could be not. And I, I look, I'm wearing, uh, I'm wearing a, a purple and green Riddler-esque suit and hat combo. Like I'm wearing an outfit that is clearly a reference to the Riddler in a way that like you have to. I, it has exclamation points on it because I'm Solver. I'm not the Riddler. Um, I do. Lo- oh, I love that. I love the exclamation points. Actually, that makes me so happy. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I am using my skills here. I am. I, I'm going to give myself plus two here, even if I'm not in my layer. Like I am connected to the net where all the the pieces in my layer that I'm relying on. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I've bike got has my, Wi-Fi. I'm using my skills. I've got my. I've got my layer. That's plus two. I think I'm probably. I don't think I'm using any of my expertise here. I don't think I. No, I think I might be. I think I'm because what I want to do is hmm. hack into their system. Yeah. And blow some things up to scare the henchmen to get them to run. Oh, I like that. Okay. So that's going to be a plus three. <gasps> Ooh, actually, I like it. I, I I like it. I think instead of blowing things up, I want I want them to start making very weird ghost noises. Oh, that's good. But or like specifically, oh, I want that, it I to wanna, be I wanna... the voice of David Attenborough. I love that. That's very good. <laughs> and I want it to be I'm going to I'm going to push this to a plus 4 and then mm-hmm. I'll knock that number down a little bit, but I think I want it to be a plus 4 because I think what I want mm-hmm. is to in a David Attenborough voice whisper knowledge that I have from my day job about some of these henchmen. Oh, I love that. <laughs> All right. I like that that's devious. That's fun. <laughs> uh I do think that we're in an exposed position, so that's going to put me down to a plus 3. Yes. I think so. And I'm on the field, so I'm going to put it down to a plus two. That works. That sounds accurate. Oh, but that is a six. No. Um. Ah, fight-wise, I don't know that that's that much of a problem. I think what has gone wrong here... Mm-hmm. Is David Attenborough has too sweet-sounding of a voice. Um, <laughs> so they're just think... very focused now. Maybe it's that, maybe it's that, like, maybe it's that the penguin gets keyed in somehow. And, like, I, and, like, the ticking clock that was, like, he was across town is now, like, he is double speeding it. Oh, no. So you've got, like, two minutes to take. You've, like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I've got good news and I've got bad news. The good news is, and I point at, like, the doors and people are, like, running off in terror. The bad news is I pull up a little video screen and we see that, like, the penguin is, like, two is like half a mile away oh boy the penguin is like a is like a five minute drive away and there's uh, like way more cars than we were anticipating okay that is not ideal um, <laughs> that's not ideal but at least i've got this cool bike um which i think might factor in in like making this go down um mm-hmm. so this is what i'm um Oh boy. I I kind of okay. So, this feels like a good moment to use the power that that I wouldn't normally use mm-hmm. in combat. Um be due to like just not having the time. Mm-hmm. Um so like rather than actually just making this fight happen, just screaming real loud, um 
might solve the problem of needing to do a big fight. <laughs> I love it. I yeah, love it. As, give me a, give yeah. me, let's get, let's, let's do, a, let's do a roll for that to, to, to blow open the doors and get you directly in front of a, a terrified emperor penguin. Mm-hmm. Well, because I think it, I'm presuming this is actually one of the, the initial questions that I was thinking of. Is, is the goal to to get the to get this penguin into police custody? Is that what the to get the emperor penguin into mm. police custody? Was that the goal, or is it, or or was it something different? Um, I'm simply I throw presuming. You at a detail. Yeah, I want to throw you a question. Yes. Why? Because I think that like this is this is Jeff speaking. This is Jeff. This is author- authorial desires, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I want to make it. I I I want this to be a story that does not end in the in the in the police prison state. Agreed. So I'm Agreed. trying to think. What is the what is the reason that we can't rely on that? Like, what is the reason cops can't be trusted here? Is it just that we are in Gotham City? <laughs> yes, yes, there's that. But also, I think in addition to that, there is tying it back to the secret. I think that this penguin has some penguin-like features mm. to a degree that might say, hey, this person has been DNA tampered with, therefore... Oh, they've got ice powers. Oh, my God. Yes, so this is a penguin with ice powers... Oh God! Oh no! I <laughs> okay. Oh, no. I love it. So that so we've got a we've got we've got some questions. We have some questions mm-hmm. for this penguin. Um, so we need to bring him back to the bat lair of some kind. Um, or which a, is the sub basement of my apartment complex. Yes, precisely. We must bring him to the sub basement of your apartment complex. For safekeeping, so we can question him. I love it. And I love I, it. Yeah. So I think that. Um, so I think basically what we're going to have to tell him to do is get on the bike. Um. Okay. So I think what <laughs> happens is I'm not even going to ask you to roll for like blowing open the door. I think that like between you blowing open the door and me whispering secrets in their ears, it is now you face to face with the Emperor Penguin. I think like as this is happening, I am like scrambling on computer screens and like trying mm-hmm. to slow down, uh, trying to slow down the penguin, like the penguin as quick as much as I can. But I think this is you. This is your moment with Emperor Penguin kind of one on one. Yeah. All right. So I think um, I think we'll see. We'll see um, a sort of from the Emperor Penguin's perspective, just sort of view of um, of Passerine just sort of standing above above uh, above the Emperor Penguin, who has also heard that audio and is also mm-hmm. scared, because that did seem like just haunted <laughs> like haunted audio coming from nowhere, which I do love a lot. Um, <clears throat> and in in that in having that happen, in um, sort of experiencing that, and also having a door just sort of, like, hearing a real loud noise that you don't really know where it's coming from, but having your door sort of slam open, having somebody motorcycle into your living room. 
I think he's scared. I think oh, he's, he's terrified. Shook. Um, and I think so from that from that angle of like, oh, this intimidating figure is telling me to get on this bike if I want to live. <laughs> um, yeah. So I think I love that, and I think it's like perfect. I think that I think honestly, this might just be. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say before they surrender, before Emperor Penguin surrenders. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna make one. I want one roll off with you. Sure. Where we each roll because I think he's gonna throw some ice at you till at like in a panic before you get a chance to kind of be like, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> yeah. To see if you can like immediately take him down. I wanna. I wanna. I wanna roll some dice and. I feel it. I so feel I'm it. gonna say, um, he is not. He does not have the high ground. Uh, no, I think he does have. He does have the high ground. This is his. This is his. This, this is his domain. This is his house. He does no longer have guards, though. He does um, not have guards. He does have power, so I'll put that at a two. <laughs> yeah, he has powers. No guards, though. Oh boy. Uh, we, but he's also a you, bad day. Um, but also, you've got powers. I also do similarly have powers. And an awesome car. <laughs> I think this. I think this might be both of us rolling at two d six plus two. Yes, I will also say this does feel a little bit like psychological manipulation. This does. I'll give you that. I'll give you that extra plus one. Yeah, I'm feeling that psychological manipulation of like the epic intimidation. Honestly, <laughs> honestly I'm gonna put mine down to two d six plus one because I think that he is in he is in a panic. Yeah, and honestly, rightfully so. I cannot blame him. I really don't. Ooh, okay. So so mine was plus three, right? Yeah. Cool. So that is 12. I also rolled a 12. Oh. This is um, a fun time. I think what we see. So I think what we <laughs> see, I don't even think we see the fight itself. I think that we see Solver outside, like, typing and being like, all right, if I block this traffic light, oh, they've got a police envoy. Okay, that's not good. That's not good. They're definitely on the make. They are definitely, mm-hmm. okay, I can. And we just see the building explode. <laughs> Ice and sonic explosions go everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Oh boy. Um just um I think that Emperor Penguin is like is 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 done in or like at least disarmed and is like, okay, you win, you win. But like it is just straight up like and like the building itself just just the walls dead. have all come crashing yeah. down. And just see an angry and slightly cold passerine. Just and, and Emperor like, Penguin is just standing and is like, <laughs> I don't want to keep fighting with this. This seems this is out this isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> We don't have time for this. <laughs> Just screaming and time to go. Yeah. All right. I, like I, I want one. So that means we have one last roll to make. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, do we escape the penguin? I think we gotta have a chase scene against. We gotta. We gotta oh, have a chase boy. scene. Where we get chased by the penguin. Yeah. Yeah. Do we escape the penguin? All right. So now I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you roll on this. Okay. But I, I'm gonna say, but I'll throw out any any so any pluses or minuses that we want to add to this final roll. So pluses, I would say, um, we have a really cool motorcycle versus several yep. cars, um, which I think 
several cars may seem like that is an advantage um, on their end. However, I don't know that it is because... Several oh, cars versus one versus one motorcycle feels like advantage you. Yes, because a motorcycle can go through some real tiny mm-hmm. crevices, whereas a big car cannot. Yeah, um, we get that. We get and we get those shots of like you turn down an alleyway and a car tries to and gets caught in the caught between the walls. Yeah, and they call out through the window and they try to shoot at you. We get we see like shots like that. Mm-hmm. And I think. Um, Maybe there's also a thing of like upon seeing that um upon seeing that he's about to be chased that that he's being chased by I want to say one of the cars just has a penguin on it which mm. is mm-hmm. which is probably confusing <laughs> um it's like one that's not my ca- I haven't I haven't been around long enough to have cars like that so that can't be my car oh no it's the other penguin Oh no! I think in realizing that he's probably going to maybe utilize some some yep, icy I'll, yep, skills that, for some and, slippies, and I think I'm probably also utilizing my skills. Like I imagine they're running red lights, but I'm like at one point I I I I, I hack into a grid despite the fact that traffic lights don't run on a computer grid. That's it's fine. comic books. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> uh, but I turn on a green light, so like they try to go through, and cars start going in every direction, and they get caught behind a wall of like of of deadlocked traffic. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Which that. Which puts us to a plus four. All right. Here we are. And I'm trying to think if there's anything we want to put as a disadvantage. The disadvantage is stressed. All right. So put to, <laughs> roll 2d6 plus three. Stressed out. <laughs> that is a grand. Oh, man. Oh, well, that's fun. This is the worst one that I've rolled yet. This is the whole time. Um, But it's still an eight, though. Eight's, eight's all we need. That's um, good. <laughs> what's God, a, what, 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 let's each throw out one more cool vis, cool scene that we get from the from the chase as we get back to to my lair. All right, so we get an ice ramp. There's an ice yep. oh, ramp for sure, for and, sure, and a jump, which increases the amount of stress. But there is still a cool, sick jump. Um, and I think there's a shot of um. OG penguin being like, I'll get you, bird brain. I couldn't come up with a good comic book insult, so we'll go with bird brain. Bird brain's bird brain um, is good. You're a bird themed. Um, I think that I think the other thing that we see is uh, there's definitely a shot where uh, there's definitely a shot where like you turn down an alleyway and there's a wall but like uh but i think that what happens is like we get the class it's the classic you turn down the alleyway you're trying to make the jump there's a wall and what happens instead is um i hit some buttons on like on my wrist like like a little screen pops up i hit some buttons Mm -hmm. and we see several uh we see several uh like circuit breakers overload Mm. And the wall blows out. Oh. It just, like, causes a giant explosion in front of us, which adds to the stress, right? Like, Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, what's on the other side? I hope there's nothing on the it's, other side. It's a, it's a where, it's like a, a warehouse on the other side, but, like, at least there's a, there's a big metal doorway that, like, we can kind of, like, get through and, like, 
I hit some buttons on my watch and the door activates and we open just in time for you to kind of do the very cool, uh, put the motorcycle on the slot on the side and do a little bit of a spin out. Yeah. Oh, so you I slide through the door, the got the, the penguin and the penguin and then the corrupt cops are nowhere to be seen. And we are back in the base. Oh, we've made it. We survived. We survived. Um, I think there's a good moment for, um, there's a good moment, uh, in a little panel there mm-hmm. where, um, everyone's sort of catching their breath lying on their side because the thing is like falling over. Um, and he just sort of looks over and is like, uh, and Passerine looks over and is like, I think we need to have a conversation about these ice powers. Um, <laughs> and I feel like that's, I- a, that's a good, uh. I think that's a good place to end it. I think that I think that I think the last thing that we see, or I think the thing that we see is like we hear you say that, and we get like a little bit of a shot. Mm-hmm. I was gonna, you know what? I was gonna tie this in. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. May I tie this into a very specific comic that is that is for the joy of of myself and my wife and and for more than anyone else. Yes, please. Okay. This may be for you. I don't know. I'm going to throw it out there and see how you feel about it. If we want to shoot it, we can scrap all of this. Mm. I think that what we find out is the is the Emperor Penguin is like gives you like a uh, a name that like it mentions that like we get we get a little bit of a shot of you talking to the penguin and he's freaking out. And the last thing that he says is. I don't have I don't have a name, but I have a classification. I can tell you the project that we were part of. We are what is called the best that I've been able to find in my research. I've had some people looking into it. Is that we are generation 14 of of an elite government program. That's right. We are the sequel to to Wildstorm Classic Gen 13. I love that. I also appreciate it. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm I love glad. the clapping in the background. Also, hi. Hello. Oh, Jen, anyway. is, Jen is literally in the other room watching wrestling. I'm going to leave it in. I love that so much. It's so funny. It's I'm, perfect. Also, because Jen is a huge Gen 13 fan, it's going to be great. That's um, wonderful. Oh, yes. And that's and that's game. That is. Oh, I like, I like this game. That was fun. Oh, that was great. I would love to pl- I would love to play more of this, frankly. This was fun. Agreed. Exactly oh my, my style of play, which is light and just kind of throwing out ideas and bouncing stuff around. It was good times. So fun. I love it very, very much. Uh, also, the unhinged energy that we brought, the, top tier. <laughs> the unhinged energy of Emperor Penguin. <laughs> In of a another universe pen- where it's the other exists. It's the other penguin. <laughs> <laughs> that very that good does just feel kind of ripe and also high key a little bit what the dc universe is currently just doing mm-hmm. high punchline um mm-hmm. and their new <laughs> and their new poison ivy um anyway i love both of them i do yeah however I, um, uh, I, they're, they're, it is a long and treasured tradition for DC Comics to go. Yeah, this is this is kind of like the other. This kind of like the other guy. It's just a little different. As like, y'all, you recognize it. 
<laughs> Y'all recognize him. That was so much fun. Thank you so uh, much for playing this with me. That was delightful. Thank you so much for playing this with me. This was great. I love this a lot. And I cannot stop laughing. I'm gonna be laughing about this for the remainder of the evening. I'm glad. That's that's I'm glad like me too. Frankly, this was good. This was good. Uh, real mm-hmm. quick though, before we wrap up, where can people find you and your work online? So you can find me at Red Black Golden, Black being spelled B-L-A-Q-U-E. On literally every social media platform, um, some of them have a hashtag and some funky numbers after them, but like most of them are simply that, uh, red, black, golden, um, with no spaces or anything in between. And red and golden are spelled the way that both of those are typically spelled. Love it. Well, thank you so much for doing the show. This was an absolute treasure. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, Pass Me. And thanks again to JV for coming on the show. That game was... Did y'all know that I love superheroes? I really, really enjoy superhero stories. And, like, that was such a delightful, wonderful experience that I am over the moon about. I think it was incredibly good. I'm so, so happy about it. Be sure to head to mstrox.itch.io for your own copy of What's So Tough About Crime Fighting. Be sure to head to the show notes for more information about Birds of Prey Out and Cry, about Losers of Love Story, about JV Reads the Tea, and be sure to follow JV on Twitter at RedBlackGolden. Then while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash party of one podcast. Join our Discord community at bit.ly slash party of one discord. And head to our merch store at bit.ly slash party of one merch. If you'd like to support the show, you can join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Jeff Stormer. You can make a one-time donation at ko-fi.com slash Jeff Stormer. Uh, you can also just, I don't know, tell a friend about the show, leave us a nice review on Podchaser. It sends a nice email to my inbox. It's really the only thing that it does, but, like, that should be enough. Uh, you can also just, like, give us some shout-outs on social media. Uh, any of those things help new listeners find the show, which helps us do bigger, better, and cooler things. The other thing that you can do is support the other podcast that I produce every week, All My Fantasy Children, which is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the OneShot Podcast Network, powered by you. Every week, my best friend Eric Catano-Saez and I take a listener-submitted prompt, we spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at oneshotpodcast.com. Party of One is produced and edited, as always, by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Mega Rain, featuring the D&D Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates, press coverage of the show, or about coming onto the show as a guest, you can shoot me an email at partyofonepodcast at gmail.com. And with all of that said, I think that's all we do here. So until next time, thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.